The Speaking Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Flemington Car and Truck Country. Best car buying experience ever online at Flemington.com. Award-winning House of Cupcakes, HouseofCupcakes.com, and Casa Gennaro's. Reservations, call 609-683-1212. Go. Hey, it's Bill Spadia here. Welcome back to The Speaking Podcast. I'm here with my co-hosts, Jessica Gibson and Jay Black. I know you thoroughly enjoyed the political conversation from last week. Um, I'm KC. Mike KC. That was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Should I tell everyone that we're recording this on the same day? Yes. So I still don't know if my predictions about Super Tuesday were accurate. However, I am still off Twitter. Right. So don't follow me at Bill Spadey. What if you, you got a phone call? Are you call sure that'll happen? That I'm really off Twitter? Yeah. You have no idea the people that bet against me. Everyone bet against Let me. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. You get a phone call. Yeah. So it's a number in uh, Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, let me, let me pick it up. It's Donald Trump. He's like, Bill, I've been following you. I like all the stuff you do. You're very good about uh, regurgitating my propaganda. Could you do me a favor? You mean the truth? What? Uh, uh, Sure. I I like that you say that even to me in private (laughs) when we both know I'm a big liar. Uh, But could you possibly get back on Twitter? If the president asked me to get back on Twitter, I I need you on Twitter. But I need you to be the voice of the Space Force. I need you, Bill Spadia, to be the minister of Space Space Force Force propaganda. You're not pro Space Force. I love Space Force. I know it's fun. All right, so we have a new branch branch. of the military, Space Force. Remember, we didn't have an Air Force for a while, so it does make sense. Now, I contend the Air Force should have been the Space Force, sure, because I think in the interest of bureaucracy. But we'll see. I think what we needed was for something to make the Coast Guard feel better because they were the always the branch that got shit on, and then Trump came along. Space Force. Space Force. So if you're in Coast Guard, you're like, well, yeah, but I'm not a Space Force. I would, uh, I would accept the call. To support Space Force in Bill a very Spadia, public way. I need you to be my Space <laughs> Force would, I, propagandist. I would accept that challenge. Would you wear the uniform? Oh, come on. Would I wear the uniform? Of course I would wear Bill, the uniform. Bill, I'm bringing you back in, and I, you have to wear I the wish, Space Force. I wish I could wear a uniform and not have to think about putting on a suit, matching the tie, the you shoes, just wear, the whole thing. Dude, Einstein. I would like, I like you guys that's have your own little uniforms work. going on. Anyway. What do you mean? What do you mean? Uh, you got your t-shirt every day. You've got your blazer. I do wear a suit every day. Why don't you just get the same suit? And wear like five white shirts and then five same color the tie. Roll. Yeah, I yeah. like that. The black think jacket and the, yeah, well, because they make fun of me now. Well, who makes fun of you? People. You're not on Twitter. People. What do you care? People in your ear. I get, a, I, I get made, that's right. They're the voices in my head. It's the people in my ear, Jessica. Jessica knows from the production room. They're like, oh, you picked that tie today. Well, so, and your daughter in fashion. I mean, I know. doesn't so that I, bug her too? Is she like? Well, next. It depends. So far, I have passed the grade in the last few months. Oh, okay. She's home waiting for her visa. Next okay. time you get a phone call. I think I've actually dressed better in the last two months because she's home. Yeah. Because your daughter is like, hey, dad, don't wear that. Don't wear that. Yeah. Have like, your daughters I, gotten mean yet? Oh, my daughter's always been mean. Um, my, uh, Annabelle, Penny, I was gone for two weeks because I, I did Vegas and then I did a college tour. Yeah. And every time I talked to Penny, she'd be like, hey, I just want to let you know, uh, I, I don't miss you. And I was like, not see, even a little bit? And she's like, not even a little bit. See, I think mean would be the opposite. If Elizabeth didn't correct me and let me go out, we la- this is our joke in the house. Mm. When you see a guy that is really dressed like shit yeah. and- the first thing that we think of is his wife hates they him. They don't like right. His wife hates him. <laughs> yeah. Because a wife who loves him would say, yeah, can't wear that. They say, those are your Home Depot jeans. 
Right. Don't, don't <laughs> wear exactly. That's it. So Elizabeth cares enough that I don't look like an idiot. Right. Your daughter does not want you to feel bad because she understands no. that you have to go out and provide for the family, and that means going to Vegas for two weeks and going on a coronavirus cruise. She act. She actively wants me to feel bad. I think. I think that. Right. <laughs> she's the one. I don't See, know if I told you. She was like, "Hey, Dad. Um, when you die, I get all your money, right?" And I was really. Like, yeah, this is my four-year-old. Mm-hmm. I was now, like, what do you say with that? I, well, I said, yeah, probably. And I swear to God, she thought about it a second, and she was like, well, okay, j- when you're getting ready to die, tell me so I know to get ready for your money. That was her response. So, See, but I think that's a normal response for a kid. Yeah. No, I mean, like, listen. I, I You go flashing your money around with your fancy new car and your Rolex watch <laughs> and all your fancy duds, and yeah, that's what's doing it. Right? My, that's what's doing my it. My third-gen Apple Watch yeah. and my Kohl's blue T-shirt. Yeah. I'm living it up, Bill. You're living the dream, Jay. You're That's living right. Is let me ask this question: Is this podcast that we are recording right now an episode or a wrap? No, we're going to do a wrap around. Who's this guy, Joel so, Richardson? Well, listen, you're a fan of capitalism, Bill. This I guy, Joel Richardson. Joel Richardson. Joel Richardson. Joel Richardson. Joey, sorry, Joel. No, uh, he's got a club out in uh, Royersville, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Uh, it's right near King of Pressure, but it's Royersville. Yeah. Royer, is that Royer's. The sticks? Is that like, uh, no, is yeah, that no, like the Alabama of Pennsylvania? Uh, no, I wouldn't be going there, Bill. I only speak to elitists. I think you, you are, know you, that about I me. I didn't know you were an elitist. I'm not an elitist. I feel, you are an elite, an elitophile, an elitophile, something like that. I'm thinking of a word. Near Yeagertown. Yeah. I just, I just feel like there's two types of people in the world. There's people that know stuff and people who don't. I like people who know stuff. That's all. I want to be around I people who a lot know of stuff. people think they know stuff and they really just don't know anything. But here's the thing. But they're obnoxious anyway. I wouldn't know the difference because I don't know nothing. I See, I, I prefer the company of people who didn't feel the need to go to college to check a box, yeah. work for a living. I like, I, 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 I've learned it from the radio. Like you talk to real people. Here's the thing. And real people have like they're worried about their day-to-day their minute-to-minute i think people get too rich and too out of touch and and that's my goal to be rich and out of touch i don't want to be in touch with anybody i want to be so rich i like being in touch i want to be so rich my assistant deals with the plumber i don't want to have to call the plumber i want to be home and understand what the plumber's doing right okay so that's all i'm saying with this whole elite thing every single industry that you go to i work in an industry that does not require a college degree all you need to do in my industry is be able to say shit that's funny. So Yeah, I, but I, I think you do better if you're better educated because you can pull from so many different resources. Every single career that you have has a methodology to know whether or not you're good at that career, right? So like if I deal with somebody and I go, what clubs have you played? And I they list certain clubs and I go, oh, okay, well, that's a pedigree. So it doesn't necessarily mean you're funny, but if you have that pedigree, I might be more likely to give you a spot on my show without seeing your stuff. But you're just playing the odds. Well, that's all education is. Outliers. Uh, Of course. But elitism is just playing the odds because I don't have time to vet everybody. Elitism is, I think I'm better than you. And you know what? We're sick of it. But no, it's speaking for the rest of us. But when you say elite, like if somebody's an elite stockbroker, Bill. No, I would never say that. Yeah, but you would. And I probably wouldn't like them. You would say would elite say athlete. Lucky. You would say elite athlete. You would say the Olympics is filled with elite athletes. Just because you don't like the word, but we can't. We can agree that the word in the dictionary means good. See, I don't think it does. 
I think it has evolved. Jessica, you're, elite, you're politicizing this. Elitism is 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 very different than elite as a standalone word for right. somebody El- who's good at what they do. Elitism. Is- I there are experts. I want the expert. So, but wouldn't you? But I want the down to earth expert who can talk to. Wouldn't me. you agree and that that's why you're frustrated with Trump? But the reality is that's why. Wouldn't you agree? Like attacking him? elitism has to a certain degree. Made it so that experts have a hard, harder time being good. heard. Good, they no, should. But no, they should. They should. There are too many experts who have let us down. So many paths of wrongdoing and destruction. I love it. Uh, but who would you? I love the dictionary the- is not like a very positive term. What is it? What's uh, the first definition? The noun: a person who believes a society or system should be led by an elite. No, no, no. Not elite as a noun. Elite as an adjective. Uh, relating to or supporting the view that a society or system should be led by an elite. That's elitism. It's an elitist. Which is what we're talking. Not an so, elitist. An elite as an adjective. Just elite. E-L-I-T-E is an adjective. I think if you just look at the actual definition there, I think it, it just means someone who's good at their job. Right, but that doesn't translate into politics. It doesn't translate into business. But I digress. Joel Richardson. Oh, yeah, Joel. Has a new club. He's an elite comedy club owner. Excellent owner. Not an elitist. No, he's a down-to-earth expert at what he does. And I think we should do a show there, Joel. Yeah, well, that's what I'm hoping. Joel, uh, we should do a speaking podcast there. We will not talk politics. No. Or we could. We might. We might. A little bit. It depends. Wait, where is it at? What's the name of the club? Uh, it's uh, Soul Joel's. Is the name Soul Joel's? Soul Joel's. That's Soul Joel's. Soul, like the soul that Like Southern Soul Barbecue. Like your immortal oh, soul. God. Southern Ooh, Soul Barbecue. In Royals. In Georgia. Right. How often do you, you go something. to the South? Oh, I love the South. I've been to the South so many times, I can tell you that's not a place you want to go to. See, I love it. No, I'm, a, I'm joking. I've I, driven back and forth to Florida. I've done. I've driven back and forth to New Orleans. Bill, I used to work for a company called Comedy Zone, man, and I did these one-nighters man. in West Virginia, in South Carolina. I've I've been to every college down there. <laughs> it is. I can tell you, I've dealt with them. They're fine people, but hey, it's a different culture. It is because they look at New Jersey and they're horrified. I know. I keep saying to them, "Hey, you they're know like, what? A bunch of rude elites." What I keep saying is, if you guys want to do another civil war, we're we're okay with you going. It's fine. Just, just you know, I think we should split into two countries, red state and blue, and then just in a hundred years see who's doing better. I feel like blue is going to win, but I don't know. Only the entire history of the world proves that wrong. But go ahead, you stick to that your socialist idea. No, we just take all we just take all the states that went blue in 2016 and all the states that went red, and we start two different countries, red and blue. Right. We give it a hundred years. And we look at GDP at the end of 100 years. And whoever's got the highest GDP wins. <laughs> and then we read you are a character. I feel like blue wins. I could be wrong, but I feel like so blue we'll, wins. So we'll talk about the economy after Trump wins re-election at the end of his second term. Right. At the end of his second term. <laughs> right. I know. He's going to. Well, you know it's coming. I love the fa- I was telling Jessica, I love the fact that the uh, president who thinks he's king might be taken down by the coronavirus. Because uh, <laughs> he doesn't named- think he's king. See, this is the this is the reason he tweets because there's so much spin through this this terrible filter of the media, which is totally corrupt and corrosive, that, willing to lie, make things it's up. It's a million people I that work it. in the media. You work in the media. 
I know. And so, I, so how, so are you I part of the machine? see how bad it is. Are you part of the machine? I'm not. I'm so an, how are I'm you able outlier. to talk? I'm an outlier. If this machine is so powerful, this is the thing I don't understand about uh, conspiracy theories. They're either really good at their well, job or they're very, not. No, that's not true. Very few people are, want to take on the battle. See, I have approached every job with saying today could be my last day. Right. I get that. Every job. And I have fought more battles and I, because I, I look at it as this is my opportunity. So there's a line I won't cross. Like, well, like I'm not going to present something that I don't think is accurate. I'm not going to present something that I think is skewed one way or the other. But the fact but I'll that, give my opinion, the fact that you exist that. and well, the fact that Fox News press. exists and the fact that yeah, but you know, the, America One Network exists and the fact that Breitbart exists and Drudge Report absolutely. exists. It's all good. Right. These things, like, it, but it's a battle. The media, for the most but part, we, then you can't talk 10. about the media as like. I mean, the most popular news network in the world is Fox News. Yes. So if you want to talk about the mainstream media, that's uh, the mainstream yeah, media. But, they, but remember, Rupert was was genius with Fox News. I mean, yeah, they but, they presented an alternative to every other news outlet that and people were craving that. But, it's so, why talk radio works on the conservative side, not on a liberal right. side. It's the talk radio is mainstream media to the right because every single talk show host is a right wing demagogue. But they're R- not though. Ouch. But, Rush, they're, but, but they're Rush Limbaugh is the most famous, most popular yeah, but guy. He's Rush Limbaugh, remember, made his career as the contrarian. Yeah, I mean, but to Michael Cernanovich, 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 whatever his name is, like Smirconish, he's, Smirconish, Smirconish, him. or Cernanovich, Cernanovich. Who isn't there a Cernanovich? I, I believe know. there is, Maybe. but it just feels like if you well, are look at MSNBC's numbers rising with Trump, because people look for that opposite side. What's the opposite side? Most of my listeners, but the doesn't that, share don't agree. Doesn't that mean, though, that there is no such thing as a monolithic media, that there's a bunch of different competing ideas? I, I think there's a corrupt media, but it, and they're they all corrupt. They're not being having an opinion is not corrupt. OK, pushing a false agenda is corrupt. But where does it and doing it for click? If you knew if you know what's going in, like if you know that MSNBC is one thing and Fox is another, it's not about opinion. It's about how things are spun and, and the agenda out of it. For example, the media, generally speaking, all of them, except for a few pockets, presented a a five year assault on law enforcement. And it was hard to overcome that because people hear a soundbite. And they hear it. They're so, doing but do you it think with, that that's? But honestly, do you think that that is a an agenda or what sells? I think it's laziness well, and people no, don't care, and that's what. It, no, what fear sells? Yeah, bleed. If it bleeds, it leads. Right. right? That's the right. old thing. So, you know, if you go back to like yellow journalism of the nineteen tens, right? Right. Those people had an agenda, which was sell papers, and I think it's the exact same thing now. You know, remember it's like, well you today, can, it's to survive. You have to survive because it's based on clickbait, so they're willing to really push the envelope, right. which is why so social attack, media has replaced. The, the attack on law enforcement then isn't necessarily because there was a top-down push for let's make law enforcement look bad. No, no, no. It's what gets us clicks. It's, and that's irresponsible, but that's not biased. It's a, well, it is biased because it's a bottom-up, it's a bottom-up assault on what works. Right, it's democracy. And you're, you're making No, the, because democracy, the democracy unchecked the can pocket, be dangerous. Right, it's, the, you the know, democracy of the pocketbook. Which is why we're a republic. Right, but the it's, idea it's the, of it's capitalism. The electoral college. It's capitalism. The electoral college keeps things in place so you don't have something run but away. But if we believe in a marketplace of ideas, right, and it's bottom up, isn't that what people are buying? Well, you, you if, can only sell what people are buying. it was an honest discussion, but it's not. Look at the college campuses. There's, no, there, there's been an inherent bias on college campuses for decades, ever since I went to college. But what does that even mean, though? It like, means that if, if you, you become educated, an, you become liberal. 
if you have a formal education, you push that. The people that gravitate to that are the Marxists and the socialists, and you can see it in the classrooms. I mean, you know, thinking a debate is we're going to accept the premise of socialism. We're just going to debate the finer points. It's the problem with the Democratic Party. That's why they can't get out of their own way. They've accepted the premise of redistribution of wealth and not capitalism. So now they're having this debate within the confines of that. And I'm like, no, 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 wait, check your premise. Let's come back out over here. You know, the big world, you know, my premise redistribute, the, redistribute the wealth so that you improve capitalism, the wealth, the wealth, the wealth. You do. Now, what does Joel Richardson say about that? I think what Joel Richardson should say is like, everybody should like redistribute the wealth so that they to can him. come to the comedy club. That's what I Soul think Joel's. too. Yeah. We went along. We, Soul we can't, Joel's? Soul Joel's. He's All right. Soul Joel Productions. So let's we're bring We're going to find out the history of that. I love it. And we're going to, we're going to, Joel, when you listen to this, you're going to say, what the hell? I thought I was going to get a push for my website and uh, my, my comedy Listen, club. Joel, you got to do your own plugs within the interview with Jay. But just think, Joel, if you hire us, I, I, I like we're talking like he's going to be listening to this separate from the thing, which he, he probably is. We don't know. Uh, if you hire us, we could talk like this at your club and on the radio about this. Think about that for one minute. Poor Jessica. I feel bad I'm for I'm going to stop it. You yeah. just stop. Just end, end the pain. It's like mom and dad fighting. Yes. <laughs> I'm mom. <laughs> and we are here with Joel Richardson on the phone. Joel Richardson, owner of Soul Joel's Comedy Club. And uh, I guess Soul Joel Productions, is that the name of the whole organization, Joel? Yeah, that's uh, that, that's the mothership. The mothership is Soul Joel Productions. And, uh, folks, we are recording this. This is, uh, I should probably uh, do a programming note, the last regular episode of the Speaking Podcast before we switch over, and this is true, to Speaking Quarantine. We're going to be a quarantine podcast after the Joel Richardson interview uh, because, Joel, everything is up in the air right now. We are, we're interviewing you mid-apocalypse. I was going to recommend, uh, suggest actually, that I was going to come to you <laughs> and record this, but uh, I, I didn't want to put you or your, your family in danger by you know, having too many people gather in the same spot. And it is true that after every show that Soul Joel does, he open mouth kisses everybody who came to the show. So it's it's <laughs> doubly dangerous to have Joel there. <laughs> And while we're on that, I mean, uh, we might as well tell people exactly what happens. You and I have been uh, friends now for, for over two years, and you've worked for me a, a, a countless amount of times. Yes. But we actually met for the first time back in January. And the thing that you do is you go up to the guy, Dan Callahan, who who, who runs my shows when I'm not there, and said, just tell Joel I did did good. Just yes. tell Joel I did good. And then you came up to me and said, just tell Joel I did good. Oh, you are Joel. <laughs> well, anybody that listens to the podcast knows, Joel, that uh, I am wildly insecure. And I just want to make sure that the, the boss is having a good time. That's all. And that's yeah. the thing. <laughs> I, I want to hear about I want to hear about your journey here, because you went uh, it, just in the last couple of years. I, I you know, your name has been bouncing around forever but just in the last couple of years it's like you've cornered the market on jersey comedy uh i know i know pennsylvania comedy as well but we're a jersey-based podcast but it seems like if there's a private show that's happening somewhere in jersey soul Joel's is involved in it so tell me your story how did how did this all come to be so so yeah so i i uh, just like yourself I, I grew up in south jersey i actually grew up in morristown just a neighboring town of where you grew up 
And uh, I went to college in New York, uh, to Wag- Wagner College, and uh, ma- majored in business on a wrestling scholarship. And uh, I ended up staying there, got a job in pharmaceutical sales, which was my, my uh, second job out of college. Went back to get my MBA. Uh, while going to school full-time and working full-time, I, I had my first open mic. And just like anyone else, uh, I actually did well the first time I was up there. And it was like that wave of laughter that you got. Yeah. Uh, that, that it's like being on drugs. You just want to get those endorphins and kicked in and, and keep it happening. So I just kept doing it. And a year after, um, I was doing a, a bringer show for this promoter and this DJ. And... Uh, I had like 30 people. It was back in the MySpace days and Facebook. I reconnected with a bunch of people. He canceled on me six hours before the show started and told me that one of the owners didn't sign off on it. It was just a very wishy-washy answer. And even though I wasn't the one in charge, I still felt responsible for all these people panicking and trying to get in touch with them. Um, And I didn't even have all their phone numbers. So I never wanted to be in that situation again. So that is how Soul Joe Productions was born. I started organizing my own um, events uh, to create my own stage time because I'm bringing these people anyway. I might as well be organizing it myself and trying to make a little bit of money on the side. I was always the friend growing up that I would organize like bachelor parties or reunions. So it's always been a passion of mine. And and through that, um, I realized I'm never going to be a Jay Black. I'm never going to be a headlining comedian. I'm not that funny. I do like to be. And Joel, if I could just interrupt you. Thank God. You'll never be a Jay Black. Trust me, you dodged a bullet, my friend. <laughs> I thought we were having technical difficulties, but you stopped me for a completely different reason. No, I stopped you for emotional difficulties. Technically, we're fine. I just wanted to make sure you understood. You don't want to go down this path if you can help it. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> hilarious. But I just enjoy, I enjoy, um, I get butterflies by putting the whole event together, and that's how I created my own production company. And, you know, 10 years late, actually in May, it'll be 11 years that I walked away from corporate America and, and uh, not having a day job. So, uh, so, so and, and I do over 200 shows a year. I've had over 500 comics that have, that have worked with me, and over uh, 200 shows a year, and half of them are, are a fundraiser, which... You know, we raise money for a nonprofit or a charity, and we give the money, uh, you know, give the money back. Wow. Well, yeah. I, what I'm hearing from you here is like, people don't understand that the the comedy world, and I I try to bring this up on the podcast all the time, but the comedy world is like most Isley Cantina. You know, you'll you'll never see a greater den of uh, scum and villainy than you will in the comedy world, and the majority of club owners and producers don't have, I mean, let alone, uh, you know, a degree in business, but a degree in integrity. So what I'm listening to you here is a guy that has gone through the business world, you know, was work, did you get your MBA or were you working on your MBA? I did, yeah, 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 I I did, I started and finished, yes. So you're walking out with actual, like the ability to write up a business plan versus these guys that are, you know, like you said, uh, you know, we we didn't get the venue to sign off on it, so I guess the show's over. by everybody, which is you know that that happens so often in stand up. I you know to see your success, it, it it sort of makes sense just from the point of view of being able to uh, put together a, a plan and execute it. You know, uh, and I can say having worked for you, you always pay very well, and the show always goes off without a hitch, and that 
that means a lot in our community. No, absolutely. And, and uh, you, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. There's a lot of times uh, when I first started that, you know, I, I wasn't able to pay my bills, but I always made sure the comics were paid before me. And, and not only going through being a performer, um, I, you know, I know what all these guys go through and, and a, a lot of people, they, you know, they bleed for me on stage. Um, so I'm always wanting to make sure that the talent's taken care of. And cause that's, that's at the end of the day, that's my product. Um, that's what I'm selling. And I want to make sure that that's top notch. And if everything else is okay, well, no, I mean, if that's okay, everything else will, will follow suit. You know, it'll, it'll fall in line. 100%. It's, I always say like, you know, when we're, it looks like we're headed into another recession, uh, but in 2008, when everything sort of turned on its head, a lot of the crappier clubs, the first thing they started doing was cutting the pay to the headliners, which which took out some of the, the better headliners. And there's this idea that you can just grab a, a feature. And for those of you that don't know at home, a feature is a guy who does the middle set and does about 30 minutes. Uh to grab a feature who is maybe not quite ready to headline and, and push them up, it, the audience notices that. It's like buying substandard food for your restaurant. You know, you, you might be able to get away with it with the health department, but people are going to realize that all of a sudden this Applebee's isn't what it used to be. Exactly. Well, it, it, no one's going to be dying to go back for that meal either. Right. Uh, they're going to start to walk away saying that was okay. They're not going to be bragging, telling their friends, um, being a poster for your club. Because um, you know, people like to yelp for good and for bad. And, and if you're not giving them the reason to come back, they're like, how was it? Nah, it was okay. Right. okay. But when you got Jay Black on the show, they're going to say, I can't, oh, oh. And, 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 and I'm not here just to blow smoke for you and your fans. That's but, quite all right if you do that, though. I am okay with you blowing smoke, just as an FYI. Um, so um, I, I had you uh, headline for me at one of my, my first Saturday of the month in Oxford, Pennsylvania, and an audience member who were at that show ended up being at one other show, the comics that I managed, and it was, you know, a subpar bar show, and the audience member said, he goes, oh, we were just in Oxford, PA, it was headlined by Jay Black, and even the host was funny, Joel Richardson, and, the, and my comic goes, well, let me tell you, that show is going to be nothing like this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I mean, we know. my friend. We know. It's, and it's, there's so much alchemy that goes into a good show from, not, you know, it's not, the comics are where it starts. But one of the things that I, I find amazing about what you do is there's always good lighting. There's always good sound. There's always a good setup with the audience that if you have somebody working for you, they know how to seat the audience that you can turn a bar show into something worthwhile versus these other guys that say, you know, I, I always say whenever I'm sitting at a bar, that I always get this like pit in my stomach that at some point the bartender is going to come over, clap his hands and go, well, you guys ready to go? Because that's how so many bar shows start where they're just like, yeah, just get up there. So like, take me through it. How, like when you are scouting out a location, I mean, are, are these all things that you, you keep in mind or do you build it out with the people that you work with to make it a, a good show? It's funny that those three things are pretty much all that you need. You, you, you need good sound, you need good lighting, and you need the audience to be sat right because it's an energy that they all feed off of. And if they're okay, like you sat right before the audience, before the stage, it's all going to come together. Now, 
12 years ago when I first started producing all my, my own shows, I, I used to, whoever called me, whoever would say yes, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to throw it. But now I get recommended by people and, you know, it's, it's like any other business. It's networking yep. and, you know, this friend, that friend, and, and I get recommended these venues. When I walk in, it's now it's, it's almost like a vibe. I could go in and I could, you know, make sure that it's a private room. It's not, you know, there's not a bar that regulars hang out at. It's got to be its own separate place that um, can, can the sound can be cut off from the rest of the uh, um, establishment. And also, it's the vibe of the staff and it's the vibe of the owner. Right. And if I know that they're going to work with us and, and, and they understand that this is going to be a collaboration and not just uh, all fall on me, I know it's going to be a, a, a winning formula. Now, some of those places weren't like that, and we've groomed them in to be like that. But now, if going into, the, I, I want to give uh, my my company, my my comics, and the audience a fighting chance. That so, and, but, and, you know, I've done so many yeah. colleges, Joel, where you show up and it you you, you have kids running it and they're like well we figured we you would just go on in the cafeteria and shout jokes at everybody and, and i'm always like you know i feel like a prostitute who's being ordered to do a sexual move that they don't want to do but like hey listen i'll do it if you want me to but none of us are going to enjoy this uh you know like yeah you, you have to kind of talk them through it and uh, you know, it, if you're not getting support from the people who who put it together, that's it, it becomes problematic. Now, we we are we are talking from uh, you know the vantage point of I mean, this podcast is turning into a quarantine podcast after this episode. So uh, you know, I have two questions for you about the future. One, short term, how are you dealing with the quarantine? And two, uh, I, I want you to speak to your larger goal because you've been growing it, at least it seems to me I don't know your business I'm just sort of looking at it from a, a, a person being booked it seems like in the last couple of years it's it's been growing exponentially you purchased this club out in Pennsylvania I, I mean I performed at it it was packed both nights which is rare at any comedy club especially one that's uh, you know kind of uh, not in a major city so, uh, what's the plan for for Soul Droll Productions and yourself? Like, wh wh where do you see yourself? Assuming we all survive this apocalypse, where do you see the <laughs> well, business? In it's, it's, it's funny. Um, we were actually uh, in the process. I, I had two years ago had uh, produced um, a guy that you've known for years, uh, Richie Byrne. We produced his first comedy special. Not a fan. Sitting on it. No, I'm only joking. I love Richie. He's one of my favorite people in the world. <laughs> I just I just want him to listen. I, I'll tell you, yeah. Richie, real fast, I just got to say this. Richie used to yeah, bring yeah, me right. to open for him all the time, and he knew how how low my self-esteem was. And one of his favorite things to do was wait for me backstage. And if I had a, a good show, he would do the thing that I realize now every headliner does, but to me it was like, oh, no, did I mess up? He'd be like, ooh, where do you think you lost him, kid? I'd be like, I didn't think I lost him. What, what did I do wrong? Or like, hey, you know what? You don't you don't get him every time. Don't worry, you're still gonna open for me. You don't get him every time. I love Richie Byrne, great guy, and uh, you produced his comedy album. You're saying I didn't mean to interrupt. Go on. Well, yeah, yeah. So, so and, uh, and and we uh, we shot it in 4K, five camera um, angles. Um, you, you know, for for just the way that the the comedy world is right now, we didn't have um, uh, the the ability to sell it or the chance to sell it. So now now we're selling it ourselves, and we couldn't have picked a better time to do it. Yeah. Um, so we're using this current 
quarantine into an opportunity to get it out there. Um, and, you know, what, what better time to do it than now? Um, well, here, plug that. So we where, where can people go get the, the video? Um, so uh, right on, uh, well, you know what? Uh, we're going to put it on souljoel.com. Uh, if you're on Facebook, it's on all of our Facebook pages on Rich, Richie Byrne. Uh, B-Y-R-N-E, or on uh, Soul Joel Productions' Facebook page, you can get on there. Uh, we'll put it up on souljoel.com as well. Uh, let me just say uh, this uh, before we continue. Richie Byrne is one of the greatest stand-up comics working. He's a name that you might not know uh, because he, he hasn't had the big TV specials or anything like that. Uh, he's like he's like a lot of guys who are extremely talented, who are working comics, but he is one of the greatest working comics that you'll ever hear. Uh, if you're looking for something to do, go to that website and download that uh, video. You will thank me for it. He's fantastic. All right, go on, Joel. Sorry. Oh, I mean, that, that was great. I mean, that, that was very well stated. Um, the, the overall goal, man, is is to keep doing what I'm doing. Um, I have I have a home base, but keep doing, um, you know, private events, fundraisers, and different locations throughout the Delaware Valley. Um, but we also have a bunch of um, projects coming up. Uh, Richie Byrne actually came up with this as well. It's it's going to be a documentary series of um, based off of me, and it's going to be called Soul Surviving. Oh, wow. Um, and it's, be, it's, it's because not only have, and, and other people have, I, I don't really do that much reflecting, and I, I don't ever do it until I'm forced to or someone else brings it up, but not only have I created an opportunity for myself to make a living, but what I do in making my own shows, I've put food on other people's uh, table and, and, and letting them provide for themselves and their family. Um, and, and, and through the 2008 depression, like you said, and now, I mean, it, it couldn't be more relevant. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're about to get through this whole, um, situation and no matter through it all, you know, we come out on top and we figure out a way to, to adapt, keep people laughing while surviving. That is fantastic. And, uh, you know, the, when things settle down and we can finally go out again, uh, our, you know, your productions are great. I was so impressed with your club, though. I, I'd like to see more of that club places. Have you thought about going to other places and, and maybe opening a club similar to what you did there? I, I want to say Valley yeah. Forge, but it's not Valley Forge. Uh, it is... No, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's Royers Ford, Pennsylvania. Royers Ford. Uh, Royers Ford. It, yep, it's, it's in uh, western Montgomery County. Uh, but, but you're right. I mean, like, kind of as you alluded to before... Um, you and I have performed in so many either colleges or, or clubs, uh, not clubs, bars that are that are less desirable and they just don't have the acoustics or, or the, the ambiance. Um, I knew all that going in and knew what kind of had to be designed in order to give people to leave their houses. And, and why, how, why are they going to leave their house? Well, they're going to do it because they're getting an experience. So it's, it's BYOB and bring your own food, which is which is an anomaly right now. But, right. Um, it, it's something that people enjoy because, you know, they can either eat before or after the show or during the show. And, and all the cost besides the, the, the ticket is $20 and, and the rest is on them. Right. But they come out and, and we have we have the, the uh, table lit by candlelight. Um, the sound and everything, people just feel like, oh, this is an experience. And, and they always leave with a, you know, I, I don't believe in, in, in booking a crappy opener or a crappy feature or host. From top to bottom, you're going to laugh for 90 minutes to two hours 
um, no matter what, because I, I book all solid acts, and that's just the way I've done it, and, and I'll continue to do it, and that, that's why comics love working for me. I think that is a great place to, to end this, uh, Joel. Uh, if, if you are booking something now for the summer or fall, believe me, you're going to get a ton of people out to the show. I feel like the first show out of the gate for when this quarantine is finally over, it does, like you could book a sock puppet and you're going to get 10,000 people to show up. So if you're a charity, if you're a, an organization and you're looking to raise some money, is the best place to go souljoles.com or should it be your Facebook page? Yeah. Where do you want people to go, Joel? And uh, and, and my contact info and everything like that. Yeah. So and Joel, you're uh, you're you're you know just like the rest of us trapped inside. So if I'm an organization that wants to set something up and I call right now, you're still taking calls, right? Absolutely, and, uh, and 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 you can take the boy out of New Jersey, but you can't take New Jersey out of the boy. <laughs> 
hundred or so he's exposing. Let me ask you a question. Is this the ice cream driver that has a crush on you? I, I get free ice cream, man. Wait. Yeah, so Wait, guys. What? Yeah, the ice cream man has a crush on uh, my wife. Wait, why? And I'm I'm torn between being uh, protective and not having to pay for ice cream. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure where I stand on this. Anyway, so that this is just a little preview of uh, what we're going to do on it. My kids won't always be involved, and we're hoping to get uh, more equipment into the house sooner rather than later so we can make the sound a little bit better. But just three to four days a week, what we're going to do is we're going to hop online. We're going to talk about what's going on in the, the, the quarantine, how we're surviving, some tips that we've come up with. What we've determined right now is that, uh, first off, we're going to eat all the ice cream at once, I guess. And that's a tip. Uh, but, with our busy schedules, it's going to be hard for everyone to get together. Yeah. Uh, by the way, as a comedian... I'm uh, I'm free for the next six weeks, everybody. So <laughs> expect twenty five thousand podcasts for me. My whole life me. is around traveling, and that's been like kind of like not allowed anymore. Uh, let me let me give you my impression of me talking to my wife, uh, January, like January first. Hey, this is going to be a good year. I've booked so many cruise ships, <laughs> and, colleges, and colleges, and and then you could just hear in the distance, ha 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 ha. I'm like, what is that? I don't know. It's 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 the laughing bee. So uh, yeah, and that's my little daughter Penny uh, through her ice cream laughing. So uh, if you're interested in this, uh, I urge you to subscribe, especially if you're in New Jersey. We're going to be talking about the uh, the coronavirus in general, but we are stuck in New Jersey, so we're going to be talking about. Uh, a fate worse than death. Being stuck in New Jersey. We're going to be talking about uh, the school system. We're going to be talking about quarantining. Uh, movies that we're watching, TV shows that we're binging, and we want you to to email us. Uh, we want you to uh, comment on this and uh, talk about your own concerns. And let's uh, let's get a uh, you know little little uh, little group started virtually. Twenty twenty is going to be a great year. I, I just know. Please listen. I like attention. Uh, Annabelle likes attention, and Daddy needs money. All right, guys. Hope you enjoy, and we'll all talk Bye. to you soon. The Speaking Podcast brought to you by our friends at House of Cupcakes, serving you in Princeton, East Brunswick, Clifton, and Saudi Arabia. The winner of Cupcake Wars offers 35 different flavors, perfect for a special occasion or just a sweet treat. Houseofcupcakes.com. The Speaking Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Flemington Car and Truck Country. 16 brands of cars and trucks. I'm a loyal customer buying my last two trucks there and can tell you no one beats the deals or offers better service. Visit Flemington.com. The Speaking Podcast brought to you by our friends at Casa Gennaro's on Route 27 in Kingston. Call 609-683-1212 for reservations. They're open for dinner every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Ask for my favorite special, the Veal Spadia. Best Italian food in Jersey.